I'm Jordan Goodman. And I'm Justin Goodman. We're third-generation insurance agency owners and also brothers. Even though we had the same upbringing, we see the world very differently. This caused significant issues in our early years, but we eventually embraced the idea that every coin needs two sides to be complete. In 2018, we launched our second company, Total CSR, with the aim of reducing new-to-industry onboarding timeframes from two years to two months. Since then, we've traveled the country speaking to thousands of agency owners and their teams, and we've come to realize two things. We all struggle with similar challenges, regardless of size and location, and oftentimes, we are too embarrassed to ask for help. The Independent Agent Podcast is our attempt to provide helpful answers to your most difficult questions, anonymously, of course. Thanks for listening. Hola y bienvenidos a El Independent Agent. I used to be an agent independent. Wow. What an intro. What an intro. Did you get to Spanish 2 in high school? Sí. Spanish 3? Posible. I got to Spanish 3. I actually took Spanish 4 in college, and the only way I got through it was my... Gosh, where was she from? I'm totally botching this. I'm sure it's going to offend someone. She was either from like Argentina or, or it was some country that instead of like in Mexico, they say playa, but there they say playa, right? So they, they have a different accent. So I mimicked exactly what her accent was and I couldn't speak any Spanish. But when I did it, she was so impressed. She's like, you have such a good ear that you're able to hear and change how you do it. And so the only reason I passed that is because I convinced her I had such a good ear. And she was so impressed with the fact that I was able to sound like the natives from her country. Hey, we, we all have our talents. I gave golf lessons to accounting 250B professors. We already had that conversation. I know, podcast. But, but it still is good. And what do you think of my shirt? Is that Ruth Bader? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. I know, you told me Golden Girls, right? Yes, it's amazing. That looks like RBG. Either way, it's a Golden Girls, it's an epic t-shirt, and I win. And and, and honestly, is it supposed to be a play off of, no, like like a Mount Rushmore thing? Yes. They don't, is that that the direction they're all facing in Mount Rushmore? I guess, there's trees and stuff. It is, but look, I spent $6 on this t-shirt, those were hard-earned dollars, and I think it's worth it. There's pink stuff all over. Oh, I am pretty sure bad stuff happened in the the laundry. I don't do yeah, laundry, so clearly. Bienvenidos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, no, we got to talk. Oh about yeah, drinks. we got a drink. So I am continuing last. I am terrified by this terrible, drink. this terrible is... beverage we had, and I'm going to continue it with. So I've been seeing these. They're called Buzz Balls. <laughs> and I was at 76 or some gas station, whatever, and they had them there, and I was like. Oh, these would be fun. I actually grabbed the wrong one. I was looking at a different one. But equally, I I still think, okay, this is terrible. So let's give it a whirl. This is a buzz ball chiller, it says. And it's horchata. I feel like I'm going to vomit before I even Hence the espanol. That was the whole theme you're playing off of? We have to drink this terribleness (laughs) because you wanted to use some Spanish. Do you want your buzz ball or no? No, I really don't. (laughs) Gosh, what type of? Uh, oh yeah, this is like an episode of Jackass. 
I'm really scared right now. If you can see that, okay, so here's what the buzz ball looks like. Buzz ball? It's about the size of a tennis ball, maybe, with the tops and bottom cut off to square them off. Um, it's a creamy white. <laughs> it's just terrible. Other than it's horchata, other than standard orange wine with cream and natural and artificial flavors. Cream and natural and artificial flavors. Great. 15% ABV. All right. Bottoms up. Oh, oh God. Tastes like Christmas time. It's like eggnog almost. Yeah. It's got like a like a nutmeg or a cinnamon. Thankfully, I have my Michelob Ultra. That the, there's just some interesting flavors in there. Is that what horchata tastes like? I have no idea. Horchata? Horchata. Oh, boy. All right, I'll read That's this pretty awful. I'll read this question because oh. it's a long one and you don't do as well with reading. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> Here we go. Ugh. I handle all the admin duties for our agency management system. This means they're defining what they do. This means I, <laughs> I'm responsible for running all reports for all departments in the organization. Every month I run reports, report res- results and advise on struggles with reading (laughs) and advise on process corrections that need to be made to correct errors and issues i am so bored by this one already (laughs) month after month i report the same errors because no corrective action is being taken the issues are clear to me but how do i get leadership to actually do something about it did you pay attention long enough to i did get a little bit bored when you said you got bored but um advise on process corrections that need to be correct Okay, so when she said she was running reports, I was thinking just financial reports, but obvi- or I said she. How sexist of me. Yep. He or she. As head of HR. Wait, you're going you're gonna to write me up? Yep. Perfect. <laughs> so assuming they're running all kinds of organizational reports, I, I, there's so many questions I have about it. Well, one, can you show us how to run reports? I know how to run reports. Okay, well, I don't get any I, reports. I, well, you know, you can, you're a big boy. You can run your own damn report. No, I don't know how to do it. Justin, you go in there. I have all these preset reports. I even put, like, in Applied Epic, I have on your front homepage, like, the six reports that you want to know that you just click on. They're, like, no, hyperlinked. No, no, no. They're, they're just for you. They're not in mine. What do you mean? They're, they're, they're in yours? I don't think so. I think I put them in yours. He forgot again. That's maybe it, true. I mean, just like my Christmas, you remembered my birthday. I did. I got you a nice bottle of wine for your birthday. The most expensive bottle of wine I'll ever own. It was the same bottle that we had in this podcast. I know. But a $50 bottle is an expensive bottle it's of wine. more than $50. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. So your The question. <laughs> okay. If you run reports and people can't understand the reports, they're of no value. That's what happens most times, right? So someone was talking to my business group. They said they were sitting there and they had a CFO and the CFO was running all these reports for the CEO, and the CEO would look at them every month and say, oh, that's really interesting, or, or go back. And in truth, the CEO had no idea what the hell the res- reports meant. And so finally, when they were talking to a consultant, the consultant brought that question up. Do you know even what, what the reports the CFO is giving you mean? And he goes, I really don't. So I would challenge you to, instead of just giving you know your agency management reports that really don't give you... you <laughs> 
even if you know what you're looking for in the reports, you have to put them into some form or fashion that makes sense to some other person or, or some actionable information. So I would challenge you to say, hey, here's what I think these reports are saying. Based on this, here's my suggestion upon what you need to do to make the changes in the organization. Okay, here's, and not only here's what I think needs to be done, I think it's a 30-day project. You know who sounds probably really good at this? Jim. Jim, Jim and Pam are <laughs> not sure why that came up. <laughs> Jim and Pam, I'm sure they'd make a dynamic duo. <laughs> but can I, I, I make an ask while we're doing this? Yes. Can you make uh, reports that just show green, yellow, or red? Because that's my sophistication level. I just need to know if it's good. Well, that's what Daryl did with us, right? The green and yellow. I know, but right? we haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. We, I mean, we can do them. I mean, I don't actually... We, no, no. I need you to do that. But I don't send you reports. Because you know. don't know how to read them. So <laughs> that's my point. There needs to be a key for people like me, like reports for dummies. Right. I suggest you create a reports for dummies in your office. Or just take, take the data from the report and actually make something. That is that is understandable and actionable by whomever like, like you want a pie to read graph? it. Well, it depends on what what it is, right? Like, for instance, you know, I'm a huge fan of like trailing twelves uh, in various different components of spreadsheets, and we can talk about that at another time if you guys want to know. But I have, from the time we started the business in '08 up through now, all of our revenues, expenses, everything in different uh, parts of a spreadsheet. And then what I do is I take it as a trailing 12 and then graph it out. So I could say, hey, here's our growth rate on a trailing 12 base. And if you don't know what that means, it's just the past 12 months, year over year. So if you're, it'd be January to December and then February to January and so on and so forth, all summed up. But I put them into charts so, so that they're understandable. Because when you're just seeing data, oh, we're up 20% this month, we're down 10%, all that, it doesn't help. So I, I would put the data into forms that are understandable. And I think the question was taking corrective action, not teaching people how to read a report. The issues are clear to me. Maybe they're not clear to them. Maybe if you put them into a report that made them clear to them, Okay. But how do I get leadership to actually do something about it? It's probably not clear to them. It's probably clear to you because you look at the reports all the time, and maybe you're a nerd like me and like to look at reports. He's calling you a nerd. You're a nerd. I also think that when you're when you're looking at the issues, it could be, hey, we're not getting out to market on time, et cetera. Taking, you, you've got to say, okay, here's the report that shows we didn't get out to market on time, and oh, by the way, here's our retention rate because let's say we're construction, like our agency. We don't get out to market on time. We get blocked in a market. We lose accounts. And we can show that if, historically speaking, we are getting out to market 10 days late, I guarantee you our retention rate is going down, and there's some correlation on that percentage. Now, we don't allow ours to, to ever go out late, but if you said, hey, it's going out 10 days late, and now retention is down to 86%, then you can say that 86% retention, here's the amount of revenue we're losing on average, and this is what it's costing us because the average length of time we keep a client is five years, seven years. So you actually need to paint a financial picture for management and be able to say, here's one set of reports on data. 
here's how it relates to this other key component, and here's the ultimate bottom line impact to our agency. We have $45,000 going and leaking out the agency every month or whatever the number is. I agree. So you're saying I'm right or accurate. I said I agree. Sure. Easy, Golden Girls. Hey, I have lots of wisdom in my old age. The agency I work... Did you just try to hold my hand? You tried to get... <laughs> our pinkies touched. I don't think they saw... Let's get it. Uh, 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 yep, yeah, that's, there it is. Hey, Justin, six feet. <laughs> Wait, let's talk about the six feet thing, because I think it's important. So the golf course finally opened. We, we belong to Country Club together, and uh, we... We go golfing, and it's every Wednesday, and I, I did win this last Wednesday. And I, I know. It was awesome. I, I Three birdies on the bit. back nine. Yeah. I came in strong. But when they first opened up the course again, they said that we had to ride in separate carts unless we were family. So my response was, well, we're family. We're brothers. Then they asked if we lived together. And That's not actually what they asked. That wasn't? No, he said, he said unless you're sleeping together... <laughs> And it got real awkward. <laughs> we have a secret. No, God. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> so, at any rate, we just ignored it, and now we ride in the same cart. Cool story, bro. <laughs> God. <sighs> All right. The agency I work for, work at, work for, at work at, I would say work for, Whatever offers flexible scheduling to employees in order for them to be able to get be able to tend to things like doctors' appointments for their kids, school programs, and sports games. I think this is great, but I am single with no children and therefore not being offered any options for flexible schedule. This seems a little unfair to me. Just because I don't have kids does not mean that I do not have other things going on. Is there anything I can do to lobby for the rights of the single folks? Single folks unite. It didn't actually say that, but. You added in for flyer. So I, I think it's a valid point. Um, I, I'm going to give a comparison to smokers back in the day. So I remember it when I worked for my previous employer, smokers could go take smoke breaks. And everybody else, and, and the smokers were taking smoke breaks like twice an hour for 10 minutes each. So they only got 40 minutes done within in the hour. And it was just accepted norm that they got to do this. And if you didn't smoke, then you couldn't get that break. It was just you were expected to work, and everyone knew you were a non-smoker. So I, I think it ties into expectations have to be the same within the job set. And we've discussed it on a previous podcast. But if you're making accommodations for one fa- one employee and their family – and you're not making specific accommodations for another, whatever, the key component here is something's important to you and the organization makes accommodations for that. It They cannot differentiate between, oh, it's important to me I go to my kid's ball game and it's important to me I get my nails done. Like they can say they're trying to make that distinction, but what's ultimately at stake here is they've got one standard for one set of employees and another for another that are in the same classification, same yeah. you know workspace, uh, account manager versus account manager. And I, I think they would lose all day long. So I would prefer to actually bring that to their attention because a lot of people don't think of it in that capacity. It's why is their 
personal time valued more than mine? And is it just like we can't discriminate against somebody who, let's say, is pregnant and in a job interview and be like, because you're pregnant, now we're not going to consider you because you're going to go out and, and have a baby and you may or may not come back. We also can't, on the reverse, say, just because you don't have kids, your personal requests somehow are discounted and they get this free time and you don't. I, I, I totally agree. Um, it like personally still kind of feels weird though. Um, and maybe this is because I worked when I didn't have kids and I work when I have kids now. And I think about just people who, who are, well, and this says sing. I mean, I, I assume that single and without kids it's, you have you have all the free time in the world if you don't have kids, mm-hmm. right, or or a spouse. You can do whatever you want all the time. And so realizing that that's not the case of people with kids, I totally agree. It, you know, as the employer, you can't do that. It still has a, I don't know. It, it still bothers me personally. You know, uh, because it's like I want to go to my kids' baseball game because I want them to know that I'm a good parent and I come and I care about them versus I'm leaving at three so I can go get my nails done. You know, it just, even though I, I don't know, you see what I mean? Like it just, no, no, it just, I, I get it, but it's the same thing. You, you could designate, say, Hey, everyone gets in this particular role, five hours of flex time a month where right. like, Hey, you're responsible for phone calls, but like that's, you know, that's something that you have at your disposal. Yeah, it's it's I'd almost rather not know, right? And if you if you categorized everyone as, hey, you get personal flex time, everyone gets five hours a month. Everyone, don't share what you're going to go do, right? Just, or at least don't share it with with. I with wouldn't want to know, right? Just, I need to assume, hey, you're going to, because in my mind, if you're going to a doctor's appointment, I feel a lot better about it. Like if you're single and you're like, yeah, I got to go. Because it's impossible to get into doctors and all those things. I'm like, yeah, totally. Go take your doctor's appointment when you need to. But if it's like, go get nail, you can go get your nails done on a Saturday, right? Or you can get your hair done or whatever it is, you know? That that sounds like discriminatory toward women. I'm not trying to. What are other things that guys would go do? I guess guys go, can get their nails done. They can go to a driving range. <laughs> I guess they guys can, can get their They I can go, go get, I a get haircut. my hair done during the day, right? So, yeah. So I, I think the issue is that you can't have. A second-class citizen in that regard. Yeah, I, and, I, I I agree. I, it just I wouldn't want to know. And ultimately, if you've got the right KPIs in place, you're going to know. Does the you know your A from your B from your C players who you're weeding out of the company, and so you you know. I mean, without a doubt, I can say if if one person says, "Hey, I'm going to go do this," I have zero doubt that they're making it up on the back end. They're just not telling me because they that's just how they are. They're like, I, I feel wrong taking more time. I have on the other side, if somebody says, hey, I want to go do this, I know they're not going to make up that time. So I, I get not wanting to know. Right. Um, but a uniform policy could be workable. Yeah, I agree. And just give them five hours a month or something like that. Because you know they're wasting time anyway at certain points. Totally. Right? If, if, if COVID-19 taught us anything is that actually social interaction is very important, but it does hamper productivity. It totally does. Our staff 
was has honestly been incredible during the whole crisis. We were all working remotely and uh, we were doing daily Zoom meetings for like 10 minutes where everyone has to show up. We got to look at your face, talk, and you're just focused on each other and what's going on. But you're not, because you're not getting the interaction, which we actually desperately need, but people were like, well, I guess I'll just actually work all day. Um, so I, I don't feel like we lost any productivity other than our producers. It was tougher to sell during this time. And I'll, I'll mention, so a lot of the outsourcing companies just got rocked. India right. got shut down. China got shut down. So our outsourcing company got shut down. And so that workload went back onto the account managers. And somehow, some way, they got all of the work done that they normally do, plus what we had uh, outsource work. And that's about 50 hours of labor a week. So that shows you that there's, there's capability to get that, right. that stuff done. Yeah, unless they were working extra hours without telling us. Some may, some, you know, on average, it's probably not that way. Yeah. All right. In summary, how's your horchata? I had one drink and I will never drink a buzz ball again. What if I got a different buzz ball? No, not happening. Buzz ball. Like, I mean. I can't wait to make Trent drink the rest of this, though. <laughs> so last week, Justin had um, Trent, he gave him the rest of that green apple whatever and said you're not allowed to, to taste it you have to just pound the whole can and he did and he almost threw up but he held it in yeah yeah so maybe we'll do the same with this buzz balls here's to you cheers <laughs>